Welcome to the Catholic Truth Podcast, where we teach and preach the truth of the Catholic faith without compromise and without apology. We want to give you high energy and non-boring Catholicism, where anyone at any time can come to know exactly what the Catholic Church teaches and why. We do apologetics, spirituality, other religions, our culture, and more. Most of all, we want to inspire you, inform you, and help you to know, love, and live your Catholic faith with purpose and passion. We are Catholic Truth. We recently received a comment that we wanted to respond to. It was a question about why the Catholic Church brutally tortured and killed Anne Askew, who is one of the martyrs in Fox Books of Martyrs. And this man asked why Catholics tortured and killed her for reading the Bible. And so we wanted to respond to that because we've been getting more and more comments uh, by anti-Catholics or just by non-Catholics who misunderstand history or have read other people who misunderstand history. And they ask why the Catholic Church kills people just for believing in the Bible, or why the Catholic Church persecuted everyone who used to read the Bible on their own and didn't read it in the Catholic Church. And all of these are false. They're not actually true. And so we want to talk about the case of Anne Askew and why she was tortured and killed for supposedly reading the Bible. So the first thing we want to address before we get to Anne and why she was killed is that the Catholic Church persecutes people for believing in the Bible. But this is the farthest thing from the truth because the Catholic Church believes in the Bible and encourages people to believe in the Bible because as Catholics, we believe that the Bible is true from beginning to end. It's the Word of God, it's inerrant, and it's all true. So we encourage people to believe the Bible. So clearly we wouldn't persecute people for believing in the Bible. Now other people will change that a a little bit and say, yeah, but you persecute people for reading the Bible on their own. Anyone who read the Bible or got caught with a Bible was tortured and killed. Many people say this in our comment section, but this is the farthest thing from the truth as well. The Catholic Church wasn't this big grant killing machine sitting, you know, with the Pope at the head, just seeking out people who are reading the Bible and then just trying to snuff them out and kill them. It's just not what happened. It didn't happen. And in fact, Anne Askew is just one person of many that people say, well, well, look, she read the Bible and she was killed. So how do you explain that? So let's get into the facts about Anne and see what really happened. Before we get into the nitty gritty details, we'll just say as a summary that Anne was not killed because she read the Bible. Anne was persecuted, tortured, and eventually killed primarily for political reasons not religious ones. And the people who persecuted her were from the court of King Henry VIII, who had already left the Catholic Church. He had already started his own Church of England, of which he was the head of, in which these people followed him in. And he was already persecuting the Pope and Catholics. And the people, especially the most notorious one, who we'll talk about in a second, followed King Henry and hated the Pope, didn't follow the Catholic Church, and wasn't himself a Catholic. So we're not talking Catholics here. We're talking about Protestants in England, of the Church of England, who, one, didn't like Catholics, but also, two, didn't like Protestants. They didn't like the Protestants of Luther or those who are considered more evangelical Protestants, and they often persecuted them as well. So those are two facts which dispel this whole myth in the first place. But let's continue. Thomas Ryothesley was a main persecutor of Anne. And he worked for King Henry. He was on the council. And he and a couple of other people were very, I guess you would say, in England, right-winged as well, uh, very conservative, as a lot of the historical sites of England say. And they did not like the 
other party, which was considered more liberal and wanted reform, even in religion and things like that. So they were trying to take down the queen. They were trying to take down her household and her party. And they realized that Anne had a connection to the queen herself because her sister had married into someone who knew and was related to the queen's household. And so they saw Anne as a way to get into the queen, to get information from her and to take down them to secure their own political future. Even the encyclopedia says that Thomas was a true Henrician who had no love for the Pope or the Catholic Church and followed the king fiercely, showing that he wasn't a Catholic who was persecuting Anne, and showing, as we're going to see in a second, that it was political reasons because he wanted to take down the queen. And as we're going to see from Anne's own journal, uh, she wouldn't divulge the names, and so therefore she was tortured. Now, eventually, they tried to get into other types of information to persecute her and scare her as well, including religious ones. They had heard that she had rejected large quantities of authentic traditional teaching, and that she had gone more liberal and evangelical, and she had rejected a lot of the teachings and accepted many heresies, and so they tried her on that as well. So originally, it started as a political, and, and really throughout from beginning to end, it was a political assassination and an attempt to try to get her to talk, and she even admits this, but it was also became, in some sense, a religious one as well, because they questioned her about the nature of the Eucharist, and the nature of God, and the nature of the Bible, and whether she accepts the church, and different things like that. And she rejected them, and fought fiercely against them, and <laughs> said that she refused to divulge information and give her pearls to swine and many other things that frustrated them. And they were so stubborn, they wanted her to break, and she was so stubborn and refused to break. And so, was, and in a sense, a pseudo-war transpired uh, to the point where she refused to break, and they ended up killing her in the end. Now, when the council transferred her to the tower so that she could be tortured, the two persecutors who were going to torture her made the chancellor at the tower put her on the rack, which stretches out all your bones and even eventually breaks them and dislocates them and different things like that. So he racked her once, and she still wouldn't break. So her two persecutors, who really wanted her to break, said for him to do it again, and he refused. I mean, he was so, in a sense, traumatized by this. He was the chancellor of the tower, but he wasn't going to do it again, and he refused. They threatened him as being disobedient to the king and said that the king would find out about this, but the reality is what they were doing was illegal, because this woman was a noble woman, and no noble person could be racked or tortured in any way without the express consent of the king, which they did not have because they were doing it in secret of sorts. But this guy refused anyway, so in, by Anne's own account, they took off their robes, and they were the ones who racked her the second time, her own persecutors. So this was all illegal. They were doing this of their own right, not of any other, you know, official uh, Catholic Church or official Anglican Church or official King Henry. But this was their doing and their bidding. And of course, when it came out and it came to the council itself, the council was shocked by the proceedings that happened. They were appalled by the proceedings that happened. And a lot of the histories of England say that it was kind of like what we have today in politics or sometimes even in the church when things go bad and you don't want it to become a huge public scandal, you just kind of bury it under the rug. So they allowed quietly... Thomas Riothesley and Richard Rich to take this woman and accuse her and even kill her, put her to the death penalty. And they accused her for heresy. And they gave her many times to recant and she refused and she publicly condemned them and that sort of thing. But all throughout, even she said that they, all, before they even put her on the rack, they were asking her for names, specific names of 
the lady's court, of the queen's people, people in the household, and she said she refused to give up the names, and so she was racked. She was tortured. So again, this wasn't for reading the Bible. This wasn't for believing in the Bible. It had nothing to do with the Bible primarily. First and foremost, it was political in nature. And second, it was for religious heresy, for false beliefs that she had accepted that were not part of the traditional teachings of the Catholic Church or the Church of England at the time. But in this case, it was with the Church of England. It was said that the constable of the tower who refused to rack her a second time even went to the king to try to notify him to let him know the shady things that were going on here. So these things, you know, weren't normal. This wasn't just the Catholic Church persecuting a woman for reading the Bible. That is literally the farthest thing from the truth that we have here. Even some scholars have said that Fox's Book of Martyrs is really heavy-handed against Catholicism. It's a complete biased. So just being biased in itself is not going to tell the truth, but it also says it has a lot of exaggerations as well. And we can see here, I don't know where this man got his information and his question, perhaps in, and in some ways people read, let's say, Fox's Book of Martyrs, they draw their own conclusions, put their own personal anti-Catholic bias on it, make their own write-ups about it, which is sometimes not even what the original source said, but then people come across these sources, read them, think they're true, and then pass on that information that the Catholic Church persecuted. Uh, her for reading the Bible or for even just trying to understand the Bible when in fact that's not true. And if you read Fox's account, really it has nothing to do with just reading the Bible either. Fox's account says nothing about that. So I'm not really sure how all of this, like the game telephone, I guess, you know, one person says this and this and then it just gets all mixed up. But this is why we defend the Catholic faith to show what the real truth is and to show that many things that people believe just aren't accurate. But I want to talk about one more problem, and that is that many people who read the Bible, like Anne, are completely ignorant and uninstructed. Sure, anyone who could read could read the words on the page, but unless you understand how to interpret the Bible, biblical exegesis, you understand the text, and you're not just trying to translate everything literally as so many people do, or just the way you read it. I mean, you take 10 people who read a book, and you have them read the same book, and they're all going to come up with different understandings and interpretations of it. Now try a hundred people, a thousand people, or even a million people, and you're going to get so many different interpretations, understandings, and official doctrines and teachings. And is just one of millions and millions of Protestants who have tried to understand the Bible, read it for themselves, and they come up with different interpretations than other people who do that, but they all condemn each other and fiercely condemn certain people for believing what they get from the Bible, and other people fiercely condemn her for what she got out of the Bible. But most of the people, many, many people who read the Bible are just uninstructed. Even in the Bible, in the book of Peter, it says that many people twist the scriptures to their own destruction because they aren't trained in them and they aren't easy to understand. They don't just read them and interpret themselves. It doesn't work that way. That's why there's so many thousands of different Protestant denominations, hundreds of different Protestant theologies who all claim to go by the Bible, who all claim to be correct, but all contradict each other and even are against each other. And while we love our Protestant brothers and sisters, they are not all right. They all condemn each other, and they all come up with different meanings. That's one of the dangers of just reading the Bible on your own, is that you come up with your own personal interpretation. You make yourself the Pope. You make yourself the arbiter of what Scripture says, and it becomes about you. Yeah, but I pray about it. You know, I pray to the Holy Spirit. Yes, but so does everybody else. That's not the way 
Holy Scripture works. Holy Scripture was never meant to be or go by the Bible alone. And the less educated you are and the less you know, the more difficult it is to interpret it. This was even Martin Luther's frustration after he invented the doctrine of the Bible alone, because everybody started to follow his example and read it for themselves. And they all came up with hundreds of different interpretations of it, so much so that even when Luther tried to correct them, and you can read this in his own writings, when he tried to correct them, they wouldn't listen. And he got so frustrated and said that every plowboy and Sally girl thinks that they can interpret this book. He says there are as many interpretations as there are heads, and everyone considers them a doctor. Dr. Martin Luther isn't even a doctor anymore because they consider themselves doctors. You know, everyone considers themselves like a theologian, and Luther was just frustrated. In fact, this is what led Luther to massacre 100,000 peasants because they basically embarrassed him and embarrassed his sola scriptura, and they were creating such a menace. They were becoming so wild based off sola scriptura that he had the king step in and just wipe them all out. 100,000. Even Protestants admit that this is a huge black mark on the Protestant record, especially on Martin Luther's record, but the fact is he was frustrated with it because it doesn't work this way. We don't just read the Bible and come up with our own interpretation of what we think it means, but Martin Luther was the one who said we could. He said they could do that, and then he condemned them for it. <laughs> Literally condemned them for it and executed them for it. But it doesn't work that way. The Bible doesn't work that way. It's never worked that way. And if you want to read about the history of Bible reading in the Catholic Church over 2,000 years, and how the Catholic Church was started by Christ, and how the Catholic Church made the Bible, how the Catholic Church passed on the Bible, copied the Bible, translated the Bible, taught the Bible to the people, and faithfully interpreted the Bible with the authority that Christ gave her. Once you get outside that authority, who's the authority? The Lutheran Church? The Presbyterian Church would disagree with that. Well, there, is the Presbyterian Church the, the authority to interpret the Bible? Well, the Baptist Church would disagree with that. And the Pentecostal Church would disagree with all of them. And the Mormon Church would disagree with all of them. And the Jehovah's Witnesses would still disagree with all of them. So who is the authority? Well, the Bible's the authority. Okay, well, who has the authority to interpret the Bible? The Bible does. The Bible doesn't interpret itself. <laughs> it's up to you to look at the Bible and interpret it, and it doesn't interpret itself. Some people say, oh, it's so easy to understand that even a five-year-old could just look down and read the pages and come up with the proper interpretation. But if that was the case, we wouldn't have millions of individual personal interpretations and hundreds of Protestant theologies. Everyone would come up with the exact same answer. So we believe what Martin Luther said, that in order to fix all of this and straighten out all of this mess, we're going to have to get back to the truth of it all and get back to the councils of the Catholic Church to figure it all out. So, Anne, was she persecuted for reading the Bible? No, she wasn't. She was persecuted, and not even by Catholics. She was persecuted for political reasons and for heresy, but really from beginning to end, it was political in nature, and it also became religious in nature, but together had nothing to do with just reading the Bible. Because as we said, many people read the Bible, and they're not all hunted down and persecuted. In fact, many people still read the Bible today, and the Catholic Church encourages people to read the Bible today. So please check out our video on the history of Bible reading in the Catholic Church. It's fascinating. Don't just watch it, but share it with others so that others can know the truth and let the truth set them free. So we want to thank all of our patrons also for supporting our ministry, and we would ask you to consider supporting our ministry as well. You can check out our PayPal and our Patreon below for monthly donations or for one-time or yearly donations as well. Thank you so much for watching, and thank you so much for sharing this. May God bless you, and please pray 
for Catholic Truth. 